Hello, hello. Back for another episode of By Order of the Peaky Blinders, Daniel Gilman, Josh Levy, full into the swing of 2022 for you all and just counting down the days when we can sit down, Josh, turn on our our BBC provider that we somehow find because we're not in the UK and hear the sultry tunes. And, and you know what? We, we have a, a mailbag episode here. And one of the most common questions we've gotten, Josh, is do we think that Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, Red Right Hand, will be back for season six? It's, it's a true toss-up. I have to imagine they will be, though. I, that's interesting. I don't know if there's, like, some licensing problems. Some no copy- licensing problems. Confirmed. Yeah. True artistic sure. decision to keep it out of season five. I think it's going to be back. Maybe not into the intro, but, like, at some point with some crazy scene. Oh, that would be wild. They're going to so be get playing the full song in some weird iteration. Who knows if it's even Nick Cave singing it or if it's – uh, some other artists. Well, we, I mean, we've it. gotten, we've gotten, yeah, we have gotten uh, our uh, our girl. Um, I can't remember if, if it's Anna Colby. Was it, I think it was Colby, but it might have been the other one. There, we have two two of our our favorites that that sing all the Peaky Blinders songs. But I feel like it was Colby who who sang it in that in that puppet intro. Remember when they were watching the puppets and the and the the, the projector was on? I, I want to say it was season three. Yeah, I don't remember, but I do remember that happening. But I I can see it coming back for sure. So that's, yeah, that's going to open up our, our mailbag. But I do want to tell you all that Josh and I are off and running. Our, our cylinders are, are firing in what will probably be a new uh, car situation for this season. But we are, we're rolling down the road over on our Patreon, which is just $5 a month to get a bunch of bonus episodes. Uh, Patreon.com slash by order of Peaky. We just recorded an episode that gave our three biggest, boldest predictions for season six. So the only way to listen to those nice little 20 minute episode over on patreon.com slash by order of Peaky. We're going to be doing a season five rewatch over there before the February debut of the show in the UK. And we talked all about our predictions and what we think the viewership numbers will be for people in America that may know some ways like we do to watch it. And if you, if you don't know how to get it, make sure to shoot us an email Keep it on the down low, obviously. B-O-O-T, peakyblinders at gmail.com to ask us how we get it. You have to pay a little bit of money to get a BBC subscription and a VPN subscription, but there are ways and it doesn't feel that illegal because at least you're you're paying for the VPN, you're paying for the BBC subscription. You just aren't in the UK. And and, and Josh, I think I think going into this this season, it's it's interesting to look back to a lot of stuff. And we're about to do the season five rewatch. But I, I want to start off with, uh, with a listener question, and it was more of an article and a, a, a freaking bibliography of questions from Terry Owens, who sent a ton of stuff. And it, it kind of is just free filing of things that he saw that were either mistakes in the show or situations that he noticed. And, and I figured, you know what? We have listeners. We want their voices to be heard. So let's go ahead and, and jump right into our mailbag episode to to kind of start off 2022 here and and the first thing terry has to say is he uh he wants to know i guess attention to detail how many people are paying attention this is first thing and it's funny to see so he's talking about how uh tommy throws a glass of whiskey in the fireplace and gets into michael's face during the big confrontation there at the end of the season 
Then they go outside to look for Barney. There's only three glasses on the table with a cigarette burning in the ashtray. And when they return, there's four glasses back on the table. And <laughs> Tommy looks down and around like he noticed, but nobody else noticed. And I think, Terry, that just kind of starts us off by saying, good grab. It's definitely not the Starbucks cup like Game of Thrones, but there's mm-hmm. always going to be little things like that. If you notice, even in like Curb Your Enthusiasm, I notice when Leon is drinking a Slurpee cup in you know one moment, it's half full. The next moment, it's full. And then it's back to being half full. And you just have to realize that that's just how close to detail the directors and producers are going to pay attention when they're, when they're filming. And in this one, clearly the, the attention to detail wasn't all there. Uh, it's super interesting. It's a very interesting grab. Uh, I'm interested to see when the when the when the season comes to, to watch that in action to see if they kind of rectify that uh, from 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 the trailer. Yeah, but uh, it's it, it's super interesting. Um, I wonder if they kind of see that after the fact and they're like, oh, f it, I don't. Really yeah, care. it's, like, it's too late. Or Ryan like, what if what if Killian notices and they're just like, shut up, Killian, no one's gonna notice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, I mean, I'm sure there are directors that are anal about it and they do refilm a whole scene because of it um i game of thrones didn't give a shit so no. I, I don't think uh they even put think... their stupid writers in the episode that had all right. the problems <laughs> yeah exactly so <laughs> but that's a very interesting grab all right then he's got two predictions for us here and these are two interesting ones not ones that are what you would call the common theories there are a lot of common theories circling around in in the peaky blinders sphere right now right about esme and theories about you know gina and michael and and what it's going to happen with Ada and all the, the, the big ones. And obviously the, the big Gina Gray may be sleeping with Oswald Mosley, but here's a different twist. Terry says Mosley looks into mirrors when he has sex, both with the ballerina and before the speech with the mystery woman. He's had sex with Lizzie in his past. Her excuse at the violin concert matches when the Glasgow planted mines in Tommy's field that he blew up and received the phone call from the ship holding Michael claiming he had conversations with enemies planning to move behind Tommy. So I guess what he's kind of getting at there is Lizzie has two convenient situations where her excuses have lined up with bad instances like the mines or the, the, the Mosley sex during the, the violin concert. And then his other quote was, Tommy said he's, quote, on the side of the angels might need to repay favor and Lizzie, who was concerned about how much money was remaining after the stock market crash, changed her mind about the divorce and the phone operator loyalty to Tommy. And he feels like maybe Lizzie's getting paid somehow from Oswald consistently still. And that's an interesting hmm. one. That'd be that a very interesting prediction. It would be out of left field that Lizzie would be a huge catalyst into this last season. Um, I'm not sure Tommy would really care or be jealous about it. I think he would. Care. I don't know how I think he would, would care because it's the enemy. Right. Yeah, it's true. But I don't think he'd be jealous. I think he'd care that he has like a tactical move on him. I don't know. You know, it's, it's, it's weird, right? Tommy's the kind of guy that wants what he can't have and won't let anyone else has what he does have. And that there's that scene in the bed when Tommy says, nobody else can have you except for me, but I can have whoever I want, remember? And he's kind of just saying, are you in for this? Or are you out for this? This was during the entire divorce. And Josh and I are going to, we're excited to kind of dive a little bit deeper into season five instead of using the two-year memory in my brain. But I do remember, you know, Lizzie kind of saying, you know what, I did like to ride in the, the gorgeous horses and, and keep this consistency up. But Tommy, Tommy's the jealous type. And, and yeah. that leads right into 
what his other prediction is. This is Terry consistently saying, May the horse trainer couldn't stop talking about Tommy when Mosley mentioned his name. Tommy says he just bought a horse to race the episode before. May used to just hang around waiting for Tommy in Birmingham. So if she was in town, she could have been everything he wanted her to be. So maybe we'll get a, a May Carlton reappearance in this season. That we, would be something. What if we just get what if we just everyone. get all, all of Tommy's retreads? Well, when you really look back through the show, how many how many women do we really see Tommy sleeping with overall? I guess I mean, we, really we've three, got we've three got the four, princess. Four, four. We've got the, the the Georgian princess in season three. We've got Grace. All right, so that's two. May. Lizzie three. May four. Jesse Eden. Jesse Eden five. That's really it. I think that's I think that's it. Hold on, this is important. This is where people are going to be mad at us for if we're missing one. Does Tommy sleep with anyone else? We've got Tatiana, Grace, I'm, May, Jesse, Lizzie. So he's not as big of like a man's whores as people put him out to be. But are we missing anyone else? Does, does Tommy I don't think so. And, and if we are, please correct yeah, us. Yeah, let's let us having, know. It's not a big deal. Like, it's fine. It happens. <laughs> but I'm pretty yeah. confident. So those are, those are, those are just the, the ideas that Terry had. Go ahead and send us any of your thoughts. So, you know, this is what mailbag episodes are for. He had one more thing here, and he said, um, take note at Mosley spy in the building, listening and reporting back to Mosley watching. That's probably why the fourth glass was put down when they rushed out to Barney. No idea what he's going towards there. Go ahead and clarify what you mean, Terry, in terms of, uh, the assassination attempt, attempt plan. I guess Terry's kind of saying, and this could be true. I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that the whole Billy grade thing is a big red herring and that, you know, that goes more into like bold predictions, whatever, but I don't think he was the one that was one-to-one the reason why Mosley found out about the assassination plan. I, I know there's gotta be another, there's gotta be something else. It's gotta all tie back to something. It'll all tie back to something because he's Stephen Knight. He's the best. Doesn't get better than that, but we've got one more um, mailbag person who sent us in. And this is, this is from Dave who was watching the Harry Potter documentary on HBO and listed like three or four different Harry Potter Peaky Blinders actors, which we know all about, obviously. The biggest one being the, the, the late Helen McCrory. But this was, a, this was an interesting one. Daniel Ratcliffe actually shouts out Nick Cave in the last couple minutes of the documentary because there was an emotional scene where Daniel Ratcliffe was slow dancing and... The song was Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. And it's so crazy to think that like we 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 find out that this guy makes this this intro song and we talked about it in the top of the episode. And now all of a sudden we we learn that he's actually been in Harry Potter, which I I think if you take out the childish tones of Harry Potter, there could be a lot of similarities drawn between Peaky Blinders and Harry Potter. Absolutely. And that's it is definitely not as dark i mean it is pretty dark at times but it can be dark the do, later movies the, childish, the, dark. The, the, the more kid like pg rated undertones of harry potter i would definitely see some uh, comparisons so those are those are the two just mailbag things just wanted to jump on and, and kind of give you guys that just also to just remind you that we are open for listener feedback for people consistently kind of throwing things out i 
I went on the Facebook page the other day and asked for your opinions and your predictions and everything like that. And, and one person did comment with a, a good little note. And it was Bruce saying, I could see killing, guns, swearing, mayhem, revenge, and drunkenness. I predict awesomeness. So <laughs> I like that. I like that. We're open for all types of feedback, whether it's simple like that or four pages like Terry sent. We, we appreciate it all. We're going to keep jumping on with you. And, and coming up, our next episode right here on By Order of the Peaky Blinders is going to be Josh and my third rendition of our top 10 shows of the year. Can you believe we've already done two years worth of these? We did 2019, 2020. Now we've got our 2021 top shows. And I can tell you consistently, this was the hardest one for me, Josh. I, I still haven't made it. I've got about 18 shows that I have listed as a top 10 show. So now I have to trim it down. That's going to be easier no for me, for sure. I haven't watched as many as you, but I have some shows that I love this year. Yeah, I think I watched 53 shows in 2021. So uh, a little bit of a different a juxtaposition coming. I think Josh, Josh will, will have a great top 10 because he watches good TV while I watch all TV. So there's a big difference there. Quality over quantity. Speaking of, there is a quality show with a friend of the, of the podcast that just came out season two of The Witcher on Netflix, which is that uh, HBO, or excuse me, Netflix attempt at Game of Thrones kind of with Henry Cavill. Really good show. Uh, Johnny Dogs, Packy Lee was in the first episode of season one. You could catch him in the first five minutes. But season two features, doesn't just have, but features Paul Boyan, who, uh, who was the, the red-haired, gorgeous stud that we had in the in the midst of the pandemic and still go back to watch that episode of us interviewing Paul and excited to check him out in season two of the Witcher. So if anyone has seen that already, let us know what you think of Paul's performance and, and how he did. Uh, but that'll wrap things up here from our, our short, it was a quick little mailbag, maybe a, an MLK day style mailbag where the mail wasn't quite running at all cylinders, but really appreciate you all listening. He's Josh. I'm Daniel. And we binge so you don't have to.